interesting Vancouver City Council meeting that they had yesterday. So they were presented with the first draft of what looks like it's going to be an 18-month process of planning for a revitalization of Granville Street. I know, I know. If you're like me, you think, haven't we been here before? We have. We have tried this many times. So I'm very curious to know about what's going to be different with this particular process. Uh, That was one thing. But then... The ABC Majority Council also voted to eliminate the renter's office within the city of Vancouver. And boy, that is not sitting well with some of their colleagues on council. So joining us now to talk about both of these issues is Vancouver Green City Councillor Pete Fry. Thanks for being with us this morning. Oh, thanks for having me, Simi. You're throwing me a bit of a curveball, just like ABC did on the the renter's office. I didn't know we were going to talk about that this morning, but yeah. I've seen you talking about this, and that's kind of why I I thought, okay, we should talk about this while we have you here, too. So let's just start with that. Like, what do you mean curveball? What happened? Well, this has been sort of a trend with with Ken Sim and his team of late. They're throwing in pretty significant amendments and changes uh, with very little or no notice to uh, the other councillors. And um, I'm not sure to what extent they're even giving notice to staff. And these are some pretty significant changes that don't have an opportunity for often going, you know, for for thorough review and often going against staff recommendations. As we saw last night with the renter's office, they ignored staff recommendations, came up with their their own ideas and uh, passed it as majority will and can. And similarly with the the Granville... uh, planning program, they uh, inexplicably referred that uh, to another date. Oh, okay. So that were you expecting to vote on that, the Granville Entertainment Plan? I, I was, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think there's, there's you know, on, on the Granville Entertainment Plan, I think we all recognize that Granville Street does need a bit of a, a refresh. And so this is a plan that, that you know, captures a, a planning area from Robson to Drake uh, and looks at, it kind of divides it into three little chunks and looks at, at opportunities for how we thoughtfully redevelop it, access to the light, neon signage bylaws, washrooms for the public, uh, you know, facilitating the kind of entertainment uh, businesses. And, and I think what we're, what's different now is that we have a different um, mindset at, at, at council around, I think, the specific area that we're calling K3, which is between Helmkin and Drake, uh, that was previously by the last mayor being targeted for residential development. And I, and I, and I, and I probably think that most of us, myself included, don't think that that's the place for residential development. Okay, so you think that's going to change? And so why put this off? Is there more discussion that's going to happen on this now? I, well, I don't know. I, I don't. The, the, there was no explanation from the ABC team. They just sort of did it. And I would assume, based on the sort of trends that we've seen on issues like the renter's office, that they've got something that, that they've decided they want to do. And hmm. they'll, they'll let us know when they let us know. Okay, I'll start with the renter's office in here. So what is that exactly? So we established the renter's office in 2018, uh, recognizing that that obviously in the city of Vancouver, uh, we have extraordinary low vacancy rates. Um, We have a population about 55%, well over 300,000 people in the city of Vancouver rent. Uh, We have the highest rents in the country, and, and, and they're feeling a lot of pressure. And we increasingly saw an intersection between issues that renters were facing and issues that were within our purview as a city. Uh, so, you know, issues around bogus rent evictions and weird fixed-term tenancies and conversions from rental apartments into Airbnbs. All these are, are areas within our own kind of uh, realm that we felt that we could address better, uh, certainly when it comes to the permitting and licensing of, of rent evictions. Those are 100% City of Vancouver roles. 
There aren't a lot of resources otherwise out there for renters. We have the Tenant Resource uh, Action Center, TRAC, uh, First United, um, and then, of course, the op- options to appeal to the Resident Tenancy Board of the province. But those are all under-resourced and oversubscribed. And as any tenant who's tried to appeal um, a, a bad-faith eviction or rent eviction or an unscrupulous landlord, uh, it, it's, it's tough. And so we recognized a need to support the residents in our city that rent and that are increasingly in crisis, in a housing crisis, and that's, that was the sort of motivation for creating the renter's office in the first place. Staff were recommending a continuation of that and, a, and an expansion into a physical space to co-locate with, with TRAC and potentially the Vancouver Rent Bank, which is a, a, a lending outfit that uh, if, you're, if you're short rent, you can borrow, uh, get a, a no-interest long-term loan to uh, stave off eviction. So these are all great outside uh, options that are also similarly you know, under-resourced and oversubscribed. So we thought we could also support those through the creation of the office, uh, the physical office. So ABC did not vote to kill the physical office. They did, however, vote to uh, not continue uh, against staff recommendation to endorse. They voted to discontinue the renter's office and find some other as yet unnamed outside organization to take it over. Okay, what was their justification for that? Well, that was the the sort of head-scratcher because they, they talked about stuff about sticking to our lane and efficiency and funding and value for taxpayers. I'd argue that, that this is good value for taxpayers. I mean, Ken's team just last month, um, you know, suggested an unbudgeted $8 million to get out of our lane and start hiring nurses uh, with no budget, with no estimate of costs, but they've committed $8 million out of our, out of our emergency contingency budget to, to pay for it. Um, which to me is incredibly reckless and is most definitely not in our lane and arguably isn't adding value for taxpayers. So I'm not really sure. I, I, I can, I don't know who's pulling the strings on, on that decision, but it's certainly not the folks who rent in the city of Vancouver. Hmm. Okay. So it sounds like there's a lot of stuff coming up at council these days that's not fully communicated. Let's put it that way. No, and I think it's it's it, it's concerning given that you know normally in Vancouver we we pass our our year budget in December, um, so we have a, a fresh start for the January first year. Um, in a rather unprecedented move, uh, Ken Sims team have decided that uh, they're going to wait that one out, and they won't be passing a budget uh, until March. So statutorily, the Vancouver Charter allows us to pass a, a budget for April first. So what this suggests, though, because they have committed, you know quite a lot of money to policing and, as mentioned, uh, to paying, uh, to taking over the provincial responsibility for mental health nurses. Um, so there is uh, a sense of dread, I think, about what they're going to cut to pay for this, because this is a party that's you know, also committed to lowering taxes. Um, you know, you, the Vancouver Police Board, for instance, is asking for $20 million in increased funding this, in this budget, and that's got to come from somewhere, and that's going to come from taxpayers. Uh, we have arbitrated, you know, wage and negotiated wage increases for all our unionized employees. That's going to have to come from somewhere. So I don't know where these cuts are going to come from, and I think we're a little nervous that they're going to come very last minute out of left field without a real opportunity for the public to understand what they're doing until they've done it. What is the process, though, for councillors being involved in the budget process? Like, are you just going to see the budget for the first time? 
Uh, no, no, no. We've we've seen what staff have recommended, but as we've seen from ABC, they're not necessarily going to listen to staff recommendations, and they're going to do what they're going to do. So the likely outcome will be they will introduce uh, a set of amendments uh, at the time of approving the budget, and we'll see them when we see them. And then I guess we'll be talking to you about that, too. So listen, thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, my pleasure, Simi. Have a great day. You too. That's Pete Fry, Vancouver City Councilor for the Green Party, talking about concerns about things past, things not past. Thought they were going to vote on the Granville Street kind of revitalization project. That didn't happen. That got pushed off. What they did vote on, he said, was something they were not expecting, and that is the ABC majority voting to cancel the renter's office that the city of Vancouver has. Now, if you want to weigh in, Simi at cknw.com. Interesting stuff going on at the city of Vancouver these days.